Hello and welcome to Inside Music, episode number 150. As always, I'm your host, James Shotwell, and I have to say, I'm a little flabbergasted at the number that just came out of my mouth. Can you believe it? 150 episodes covering more than 100 hours of conversation, and we're still going strong. My guest this episode is none other than Canada's Royal Tusk. Members Dan and Sandy came on the show while they were in Grand Rapids, Michigan to discuss everything related to Royal Tusk, including their most recent album, Tusk 2, their current nationwide tour with Like a Storm, and the realities of working in the music industry in 2019. Now, if you've never heard Royal Tusk before, you're in for a treat when you go to check them out because this band rips. They deliver that kind of chaotic yet controlled rock and roll sound that feels like it was born in a garage and very much still has that looseness that you hope all bands always maintain. You can tell that they know how to play their instruments and they are no doubt masters of their craft, yet they like to find a groove each and every night that feels unique to that room. They fall into it. They don't just get out there and use backing tracks or vocal tracks or any of that noise to help pump up their sound or pump up the quality of their performance. And similarly, their records are not so overly produced that it's impossible to recreate live. It just feels of the moment all the time. And that is what all great rock music should aspire to do. Dan and Sandy, tell me about the group's decision to sign with E1 Music last year and how they see that as a gift from the gods in a way because they have such an amazing team surrounding them who have done a lot to push them to various places that have helped bolster their position in the world of rock over the last year. It's no surprise to anyone listening to this now that the competition in music is fiercer than ever, but somehow the band Royal Tusk is making it through. And a lot of that is so thanks to things like Octane, which we talk about in this episode, as well as dedicated fans around the globe. Before we get to all this, though, I do have to tell you a few quick things. First and foremost, this episode of Inside Music, as with all 150 episodes of Inside Music to date, have been sponsored by Holix, the music industry's leading promotional distribution company. Now, what that means is that Holix works with record labels, artists, publicists, and independent talent from all around the world to discreetly share new and unreleased music without fear of piracy. Artists like Slipknot, Blink-182, Chance the Rapper, Niall Horan, A Perfect Circle, and thousands more trust Holics to help with their promotional needs. And you can do the same for free by visiting holics.com. And when you get there, click on the sign up link or the try it now link, put in your information, choose a plan that works for you, and you will have untethered access to the platform for one month absolutely free. If you hate it, cancel your account before the month is over and you won't be charged. But if you love it, and I sincerely think you will, then have fun enjoying the world's premier digital distribution platform. I also want to point out that Inside Music's Twitter account has shut down. We are moving all of our focus to the Holix account, so go ahead and follow us there. It's at Holix. That's H-A-U-L-I-X. One more time, it's Holix, H-A-U-L-I-X. L-I-X. We also have the show available on YouTube. Every episode of the show is there, all 150, including the one you're listening to right now. So visit youtube.com and type in Inside Music Podcast or our channel name, Music Biz 101. That's Music Biz with a Z 
101. Now that's all the things I have to promote myself. I want you to check out Royal Tusk. Their album Tusk 2 is in stores now. But for this moment, this moment right now, just sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Dan and Sandy. Detroit. Detroit. Okay, so that's not that's good. That's not a terrible drive. Oh yeah, it's nothing. And it's, <laughs> I mean, like I, like I was saying to you on the walk over here, yeah. man. Like being from Canada and coming down to the states, the drive seems so easy compared. You know? Yeah, that's what I hear. Oh, it's very true. I man. have friends that are in bands in like Regina that are just like totally. I gotta drive forever. Yeah, like I mean, like for for us in Edmonton. If we're like, all right, the next stop's in Regina, and you're like, oh, that's eight hours. <laughs> Fuck that, man. And then wherever you go from there has to be about that far. <laughs> it's always five to eight hours Oof. every day. Oof. Okay. So you just got to sort of, you know, you know, you just got to tough it out. Winter touring is like, a, is, is scary. Hey, so. I'm sorry, I'm late. Hey, no problem. Um, do you want to do it on your arm? He's good. If you want to join in, you can, but no problems. <laughs> the Uber, it was those Uber stands, he's like four minutes away. Four minutes later, he's like four minutes away. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm James. Good nice to meet you, man. Absolutely. Uh, Dad, I'm Sandy. <laughs> we played bass. We played music before. Have we become best friends? I think so. We do think... karate in the garage. <laughs> Let's go do karate. Let's go practice karate. <laughs> we were just talking about uh, the difference between driving in America and in Canada between cities. How... Oh yeah, like <laughs> long hauls. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was just saying, like, how nice it was to have a day off where it wasn't just spent fucking driving ten hours. It was like yeah. a day off that we could drive two hours Get to the hotel. and actually enjoy the day, get some rest, <laughs> you know? Oh, that was really nice. I mean, unfortunately, the morning we went for a good breakfast and all we got was a buffet. It was horrifying. Oh, yeah. We had to do, you know, you do some maintenance on the days off. And, yeah. Yeah, and I ended up eating a buffet. and That is never, There's ever no. a good idea. Breakfast buffets almost never work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's just a bad move on tour because you're not at home. Yeah. See, it's just like, don't do that. <laughs> don't take the chance. Yeah. Where did you guys play in Detroit? Oh, what was it called? Oh. It was St. Oh, dude, Andrews? of course. It's the shelter. It's, it's the shelter. Yeah, so yeah. it's the spot. Yeah, uh, mile. Yeah. The, the mom's spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. It's the mom's spaghetti. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I, I had chills thinking of that while we were playing. <laughs> I was so... Hyped. Yeah, man, and it was such a good time too. It's a yeah. fun little room. The ceiling. Detroit is, so is a cool, mm-hmm. tough city, you know. Yeah, I like that that vibe. Actually, everything around the Great Lakes and into Michigan too, it's just got this vibe like it's like really blue collar and mm-hmm. you know everyone. It's like real take no shit kind of yeah area. And the venues have typically been around forever, like the Shelter in St. Andrews, and so they have that working class. Like we just needed a space. Totally. And now it's been fifty years, and we're still in this shithole. Yeah. yeah. Why will we fix it? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's it is, actually really cool to see a venue last. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's sometimes, you know, it's a shame when, when, when there's a good one and then mm-hmm. we'll remember that, you know? So. Mm-hmm. I just saw, I just saw the Like a Storm guys in like Flint, I think, maybe like two months ago. So I'm sure that they are getting very familiar with the area. Mm-hmm. How long has it been since you guys have been in Michigan? Well, I mean, usually we're only in Michigan because going through Flint um, <laughs> to, to Canada. Yeah. Because okay. we, you know, once again, talk about winter touring yeah. or touring in general, driving under the lakes through 
the states is a lot faster and we did all recording on the other side of the country okay. so we'd often just go through flint and briefly talk about michael moore and and yeah. and bad water yeah that's this is that spot okay yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha <laughs> yeah and flint town on netflix if you've ever seen mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um but now that we signed a deal with the u.s record label and got our visas and stuff we get to come down here and that's like i mean you know it feels like if i felt like i was locked out of the party before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, passing through Flint, it doesn't always feel like a party, but I can appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just took my girlfriend there for the first time. She's lived here her whole life and never been to Flint. She was like, so this is what they're talking about, eh? And I was like, yeah. Yes, honey, yep. roll up the window, please. Yes. <laughs> she literally made that joke. She's like, do we have to? Like, we went to the art museum, and she was like, can I drink that water? And I was like, yeah, there's usually a sign or something. They aren't just hoping that you know. <laughs> <laughs> Obama did. <laughs> just a sip. Yeah, just, yeah, whatever. You, yeah, I was like, it's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, how long has this run been going on for you guys? This current tour going we on? We left on January 18th. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So we just passed a month. Yeah, and the, and the, and the tour started in Los Angeles. Yeah, so we we went down there early, admittedly, to do press first and okay. uh, and a couple things, and then started on the twenty second. Yeah, for Oof. dates. Yeah. All right. Have you you feeling the the weight of being on the road for a month yet, or is it still going uh, pretty? You smooth? know, I, I mean, I, some days, some days are <laughs> other, you know, you, you could be a week into it and sitting in you know the gray and it's rain, and you're just like, yeah. oh, this sucks. But then all of a sudden, the next day is totally kick-ass. You're like, That's why I do it. But every time you get on stage, it's totally worth it, right? And to me, you'd get like run down. At two and a half weeks yeah, is when cool. all of a sudden you feel like you're like oh man my back hurts so I'm like I'm just getting sleep but then after that you kind of get into a groove where you you re regulate with yeah. okay this is tour and then yeah. it's not as bad I don't know if it goes the same for you like I always have a a hump I gotta get over on tour totally but then when you're over it it's like the best <laughs> it, it's almost like working out you gotta get over that mountain where you're like okay now i'm just i'm just doing it now like, yeah now I'm just when it. you gear down yeah and then you can run for miles yeah yeah, yeah exactly you blow you go so hard the first couple of weeks and you're like oh shit how much more of this do i have to do forever <laughs> oh, well it, it's crazy because like every time you play a show or whatever that should that like you know that should set re- is amazing. reinvigorate your yeah, yeah. your love for why you're actually out there you mm-hmm. know and, and we've been pretty fortunate on this tour all the show has been Awesome. And not a bunch of eight to twelve hour drives, anymore. and and no eight to ten. Yeah, you're not like thirty five minutes on stage and then ten hours to the next city. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's great. And how how is it touring with like a storm guys? Because they are road warriors. I just mentioned they were just here not too long ago. Is it is it been a fun package to be out a part of? All all the other bands have been awesome. Like we, we've been having fun. Like uh, we've been broing down hard with the other. Opener, Afterlife. Afterlife are really funny guys, too. I just started listening to them when I saw this show get announced, uh, because Bill from Entertainment One was talking to me about you guys, and I was like, I've never heard of this Afterlife band. So I just started listening to them, but they seem really cool. They are, and you know, like, admittedly, I'm not, like, I don't like to put people in a genre, but I would generally have not listened to new metal, per Mm -hmm. se. But, you know, we grew up, like, I listened to Korn growing up, and they're really bringing that feeling back in a great way. So when I'm watching them, I get hyped. Yeah. They've got killer vocals and some really mean songs. Mm. Like a stormer, like you said, road dogs. So they're they're no they're no stranger to great singers to on the road. Yeah, they're amazing singers. So yeah. night yeah. in night out, it's amazing to see. Both those bands have like are are bringing back like you said they they seem to like they're bringing back something from years past and I think that's what makes you guys stand out on this bill because I feel like you you have a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but there's also something very forward focused about how you approach the sound of what you're doing right now at least on the more 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 recent record and the singles mm-hmm. like I, I like my 
Uh, my girlfriend and I always try to have this because she works in music as well, and we always have this discussion about how our favorite kind of rock is like, it almost feels controlled chaos in a way where it's like it feels loose even on the record where mm. it's like it almost feels like it was recorded like a live one take recording but you know it's not but it still captures that looseness dude i can tell you work in music with a comment like that yeah <laughs> that, that that is exactly it and that's what sandy and i always talk about because you can you can go in and just totally wreck your album if you if you're like okay let's get this guitar right on the grid and yeah. and just replace all the drums with samples and all of a sudden you made a piece of dog shit that sounds like everyone else's piece of mm -hmm. dog shit mm -hmm. it's like you need to keep that's why when when like we were listening to graveyard you know from sweden yeah. the other day and it's like and you can tell man like like there's so it it like maybe it's not as hi-fi as mm -hmm. some records but it still sounds so banging because it's not so controlled yeah it gives you that feeling which i think like a live show needs is there's a little bit of um, uncertainty and excitement yeah like when you feel like is this going to fall off the rails or explode like what's going to happen i think that's important that that bit of surprise that comes with live music mm. well i think there's always like a is it does is the live album a promotion for the record or is the record a promotion for the live album because I, I just saw a band here not that long ago it was like a metalcore type band and their drums sounded so digital, even live. You know, like that kind of mm -hmm. thin tinniness of yeah. like digital drums live. Like, like I know the kick drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean the digital bass hits you just assume are going to happen all the time these days. But yeah, you hear that digital drum emptiness, and it was just like the band before them had had just had this great live drummer, and it was like I just kind of the amazing thing that you guys seem to be doing is you found a nice middle ground. Thank you. I mean, and we struggle with it too because yeah. there's a lot of economical decisions about going that route in certain ways. I mean, um, even with gear, you know, you can downsize and get into your kind of digital type stuff and you can save room and stuff, but it's important for us to make sure we have guitar cabs and a big old bass fridge so that people, so it feels like a show. And it looks like rock and roll, <laughs> and, you know? And, and, and exactly. Not only does it sound like it, but it looks like it. Also, yeah, yeah. it sounds better, you know, to, because, um, because, it's it's real and it's it's also it's like kind of like the that's the archetype of what we've learned about rock and roll on you know what I mean so that's what I want to hear because I'm a fan of everything I heard growing up yeah yeah you hear like the you know when when it's done real and there's like the sincerity behind it but there's beauty and imperfection too you mm -hmm. know yeah. if everything's so perfect yeah then what sets it apart from the other thing that's so perfect yeah it's just yeah you need you need to differentiate a little bit I'm not saying go out there and just, you know and shit out of set and suck the whole way through it it's but. like the stepford wives yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> absolutely exactly yeah. i mean i won't I'll, i won't lie to you man like you know the beginning of this tour i was awfully sick and i was and you know when you're sick and you sing every night it makes you just sicker <laughs> and you got to do the shows and there's times where man it would be easy to have some vocals on that track you know yeah. to, but it's like uh-uh no. what's cool about it it's like what i said about what you were saying about yeah. recording is you got to keep some up too so that they remember they're at a show yeah I want to see my my heroes fuck up once mm -hmm. in a while. Excuse me, excuse me. Oh, no, you can swear all you want. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. because to me, and I see it as as a performer that people hold on to that as much as the as the epic moments mm -hmm. that they that, that because it's it's a it's a unique experience. Exactly. You want to hear that? I like the rawness. Like if someone has a little bit more grit in their vocal live, then like it just again it reinforces the live and the raw feeling of what's happening. I, I just went to a couple of arena shows, rock shows recently, and you really notice the piped in vocals like more and more. I think I just actually uh, I saw a tweet the other day that was like the older you get, the more you recognize 
vocal tracks at live shows. Mm-hmm. You just right. start to pick it up. We're like, this, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of a sudden, I can hear the chorus. What's happening? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No one's at the mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, and then I, I also saw a group recently that had an amazing production, but they had no gear on stage, and it was driving me crazy. Like, they just walked out with guitars, and I was like, where are these plugged in? Like, what's happening? <laughs> where yeah. is all this? <laughs> Skrillex? Yeah, or, before long, the drummer will just not be on stage. Just yeah. to, and, I was, and I was like, what are you doing with all that space? Yeah. What do you need it for? <laughs> no, like, the thing, we're most excited to get up there and jet. Yeah. We want to go out there and play, like, as if it's the garage at home. Totally. When I'm waiting for rehearsal, if, uh, if it's Monday and I know rehearsal's Tuesday evening, that's all I'm thinking about. Because mm. the reason we do this, we're doing it so long, is because we just want to <laughs> play guitar, just like the first time you did, you know, with yeah. your friends. Yeah, I mean, if you're just trying to recapture, you're trying to chase that feeling. It's like uh, yeah. it's like drinking or uh, getting high or anything. You're like, you're just looking for that first high all over again. Like, yeah, how, can, yeah. how close can I get to yeah, doing ring that? that bell. Totally. <laughs> yeah, chasing the dragon, right? Something I something I really have found that I love about your guys' presence online is whenever I watch, especially uh, the videos, the more recent videos on YouTube, is that the top comment is always like, "The Octane Army is here." Has has Octane played a big role? Do you feel for oh, getting you guys huge, out there? Huge. I think people underestimate the influence of that and mm-hmm. then I look at your stuff and it's like octane 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 oh it, it, it certainly we're, <laughs> we're very well well aware of it we're so happy <laughs> you know like I said we're kind of like I said uh, felt a little locked out of the party kind of like rocking and going to Europe and staying in Canada but when we managed to get down here and octane jumped on the song right away like yeah we saw we saw the influence right away that they have devoted fans that appreciate curating hard rock music you know mm. And I mean, is there? Do you have you found other sources like that? Like I've, recently, the thing I've been talking to a lot of bands about, especially in the rock world, is that Europe audiences aren't necessarily better, but they ha- seem to have some hunger for rock music that doesn't yeah. exactly exist the same way over here. Has that been your experience? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, from us being from Canada, we're seeing uh, America with a giant love and open arms for, for <laughs> rock and roll. That's true. And yeah. so, I mean, so I mean, you're saying it from that perspective, but we're absolutely loving the you know the love we've been shown like every every night you know and again we can right. attribute some of that to to octane playing it i mean i'm glad that when we get on stage it's to lots of people that know <laughs> our songs and i think that's great I, that that's the german fans are kind of like the, what i like about your europe i'm gonna just say germany because i yeah. can't um is often i find that what i like about them is they're um, they adjudicate what mm-hmm. they like by, by um, if they think it's really good. Like they, it's not about a genre or a scene. They're very like they adjudicate it and like, mm-hmm. I find this is good. I will go. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, I love that. Like the, you know. the, the brutal honesty too. The Afterwards, they're like, they're like great set. You didn't play any of the songs I wanted to hear. He's like, tonight's show is very, very quite cool, but yesterday you you suck shit. Yeah. Like, Whoa! <laughs> that doesn't and, happen here. And you're sitting there, and you're like this. You're like, you you, you were like, oh, he's actually pretty right. I did suck shit. <laughs> you're like, I, I felt it. Yeah. Now to hear you say it to me, I don't know if that's the confirmation I was seeking. Yeah, but you're, like, but you're absolutely 100% right. Hey, I don't think this play. This is a place for kid gloves. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's a down and dirty industry, and everyone's trying to write great tunes and. And, you know, I welcome all criticism. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give it, you know. Well, I found, I feel like right now is uh, kind of a resurrection period for heavier music. And it's been kind of building over the last few years, but like they had um, the metal show here last night in the main room 
almost sold out, which is pretty impressive even for this area. There's This is a big EDM community in Grand Rapids mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Oh, so, <laughs> but a lot of rock shows end up not selling that well, and then to come out last night, and there are all these people, I was like, who the, who the hell, what is this? What is that? Was that August Burns Red here? Yeah, the August yeah. Burns Red show. Nice, nice. It was, it was a great show, but to see that many people here, and I, I just feel like there's this new wave of heavy kind of happening, and you mm -hmm. guys are at the forefront of this wave where it's like, oh, here's something cool and new happening again. It's like, it's cyclical. You know, the early 2000s had a lot of those and yeah. they kind of burned out around 2010 and I feel like we're gearing up. Yeah. Hard rock round two, round yeah. three. Yeah, <laughs> South Park definitely extinguished it with some hair flips. Like yeah. the, the word emo, right? Yeah, exactly. It was just kind of said, you're holding a guitar and kind of dated that period, I think. Mm -hmm. And I, I think people are coming back to just l loving guitars and rock and, and what you're saying, like that controlled chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a looseness to it. I mean, you you can see the DJs, but and I've done a lot of coverage of EDM over the last few years. But you you see a show once, and you you're like, I got it. Like mm -hmm. the lights are cool, and after a, two or three sets, you're like, okay, I understand. Everyone's doing this thing. Yeah, rock shows just don't happen that way. Yeah, I mean, it's like people gotta see that for themselves, though. I mean, you know, I will say in 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 uh, a support of EDM, <laughs> what I do like about I mean, I like all kinds of music, but yeah. what I like is that the crowd is going there to dance and have fun. And I think that's what we're seeing from the Octane crowd. Mm. That it feels like we're like playing like disco music or something like in the mm. 70s where people go out and they want to just dance and have mm. fun. And I love seeing that, that um, rather than being at a show to be part of a scene or yeah. just to be there, you can tell people are going out to just enjoy the rock and roll, have a couple drinks and feel good. Mm. You know, a little less staring at their phones, a little more totally yeah. at the show. Yeah, or, or the you know the arms. What is it called? Arms of Kimbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I um actually I left August Burns Red and ran down the street to catch Dropkick Murphys last night. And oh, after oh. like uh, on their at the start of their fourth song, it was a weird it was a weird moment to transition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> after their fourth song, King Casey was at the front of the crowd and he was like, "This is the high energy level. If you are still filming on your phone after four fucking songs, you can take your ass to the balcony. It'll look great up there." And like everyone, no more phones for like the rest of the like hour and a half. And I was nice. like, this is amazing. How was that show? Was it packed? It was packed, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was such a golden era. They're so popular still. It's amazing, right? Yeah. They just come out and, and they, they whip through twenty-seven songs in like ninety minutes. <sighs> <laughs> they don't <Awesome>. stop. <laughs> How many wow. times do you think they looked at their tuner? <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're a great band. I'm just joking. I just love that punk is about that. You might not have any pedals on stage. No. You're just yeah. playing that like Marshall eight people 800. on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they 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 hold their guitars so low. Everyone's is like at their knees. And yeah. It's like, "How are you doing this?" It's <laughs> so difficult. <laughs> it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I always get embarrassed cuz the way I play guitar is like I have it really high. Yeah. You know. And uh, I think it's more comfortable up here. This this thing is hard for yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> Sandy kind of rocks. Yeah, it I, I wear it low. You wear it low. Yeah, but when I'm recording, you I have some long ass arms low. though too. <laughs> I wear it normally when I'm recording. <laughs> but like uh, when it's low, it's, yeah, it just looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You have some out of proportion arms. Yeah. Like, your wingspan's probably double your height. Yeah, I just <laughs> drag my knuckles when I get on stage. <laughs> I love it. Did you, was that a decision you made at some early point in your life where like, it's going to go low? Did you just see it and you were like, this is my thing? Well, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid growing up and you saw like Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, I was like, that's so that's where you should wear your bass. Or Chris Novoselic <laughs> from Nirvana. I was like, ah, uh. if you want to be cool and play the bass, you wear it low. Yeah, if you want to wear it high, you better be really fucking good that's at the how bass. You make the cool <laughs> the lower it goes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and also Sandy's brothers, they're the ones that kind of really influenced us by us or like inspired us because they were 
touring punk band, you know, like a cross punk type type of like what like, yeah. they were on BYO. BYO back in yeah. the day. You oh, know, yeah. toured with like, like Casualties and those kind of bands. So we were like, whoa. Like, that's the coolest yeah. shit ever. <laughs> I love that. That's another scene that is having this weird resurgence this year. Like, all, a lot of, like, the casualties just are about to announce a tour, and Rancid just put out, like, a traveling festival, and it's, Well, like, Rancid's Rancid. Like, yeah. Dropkick Murphys, they're, like, the untouchable... They're cockroaches. Yeah. They will never go away. They'll never <laughs> yeah. be extinguished. In the best possible way, but, like... For sure. If a, if a crust punk got mad that you called him a cockroach, I think he'd be missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> Not real punk, if you get offended yeah, by yeah. that. <laughs> so, is this what 2019 looks like for you guys? Pretty much nonstop? from his point I mean in a late 2018 album release just leads me to believe you're not going to go home this year basically yeah I mean things have been going great so they've put us on the road and mm-hmm. uh, we'll be announcing another US tour shortly Ooh. and some some really cool dates down in the south we can't announce those yet <laughs> and actually some other stuff in the works so yeah yeah like people seem to be dug, digging the tusk and, and, and you know keeps us on the road so we're just really happy I mean it is exa- it's exhausting but yeah no matter how you how you how you cut it, it is, it is exhausting. exhausting. But it's, again, for that, you know, right now we have a, we're, you know, main support. We'll get our 45 minutes out there and it's all worth it, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, is there another video on the way? Because you guys make quality videos, which I appreciate. It's oh. not just a performance piece, which is like the one thing that I hate. As somebody that writes about music, you know, you've seen enough bands against white backgrounds yeah. for like 10, yeah. 15 years now. So <laughs> yeah, like, okay, yeah, right. Let's, let's do something. You guys have stories, which I appreciate. There's like a narrative. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, we did actually um, make a point, a specific point of that on the Aftermath video. Like, let's yeah. make an epic video. And it works. Oh, thanks, man. And you know, it's, it's a cool thing because those those guys in that, they're not actors. Oh, wow. Like, they're thug kids from our neighborhood. Yeah. There's... And, uh, and we just, you know, like I was painting houses with one of them. I'm like, we're gonna be following you around, man. Because and and then we, you know, we talked to a director from LA, and uh, he can't. He was really stoked on the project and really kind of actualized how how amazing it could be. And then the whole band worked as the film crew. Yeah. Like we didn't have any money. We were so. running around like a, we yeah, had was, like it does have a crazy production value. For like any hard rock band, it's a really high quality gloss video that I like. That's yeah, man, that was sweat ac- equity. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like we spent some money too, but um, like like I said, Sandy was literally transport. Uh, Kalen was catering. Uh, like I, I was, well, I'm a, a I'm producer. I'm yeah. on the video with with Samantha. Um, mm, so location scouting. Locations, yeah, it was crazy. Um, the mirror one is called cool, a reflection. Yeah. That was just an idea we thought of. <laughs> that's that's on the cheap, but you know it's a kind of an elegant idea yeah. where you're watching and you don't know it's a mirror, mm-hmm. which was fun. Unfortunately, <laughs> we didn't smash it how we wanted, but we <laughs> didn't have time because we when we smashed the mirror, we broke the TV that we were projecting on. <laughs> so so stupid. So so we had to just go with the one take. But hey, it we, works. That's that's kind of. Comes yeah, back to what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly, yeah. came back to the beauties and imperfections, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, if you don't say that, I'm sure anyone <laughs> sure. else thinks it looks awesome. <laughs> but so, is do you have another video in in the can, or you got another one planned? Yeah, we're supposed to be making one when we get home. But uh, thank you for asking that question because we I literally got to call my manager and say, <laughs> make sure we get on that. Yeah. <laughs> What's the song? Um, first time. Is it? I think so. Except, <laughs> except. Um, Are we kicking around an option B? Yeah, no, because France went to... Oh, no, good, we have a video for that. In France, they went to radio with reflection. Okay. So that has a video. Yeah, I think it's going to be first time. You better use the mirror idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And uh, we have 
a video for Die Knowing 2 is just not completely done yet. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, so... I mean, it's hard to... That's more exhausting than touring, is the video. Oh, like, yeah. It's, like, the worst. <laughs> the thousands of edits. It's like, like playing like, a yeah. show for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, not, but not actually playing and still getting sweaty sometimes. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's, that's really exciting. Is there... With everything that's happening now... Do you guys actively write on working on new stuff? I know it's like so soon to ask, but I, I understand how an album cycle works enough to know you've been sitting on Tusk 2 for a while, so is 3 already in the works somewhere mm, at some point? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, only only in inset, like in uh, ideas. Okay. Like, we haven't really fleshed out many tunes. We have lots of extra songs from writing mm-hmm. Tusk 2, um, but um, I know it's going to come quick because every time we, we rehearse... We usually write, we're like, okay, that's going to be a song. Mm. Get an iPhone recording of it. So it just oh, takes yeah. the time to sit down and uh, flesh it out. You know, that's the thing. We try to catch lightning in a bottle. So you just play and let your inspiration take you. And that's a starting point. Mm. And then that way you're going to make good music. You're not second guessing. It's like, that's what we sound like because that's what we just did. <laughs> that's what we try to turn into songs. Well, that's that's great. I always have a joke that any any creative person like their worst fear is someone getting into their iPhone recordings. Like, oh, yeah. like even me, because I'll like we work on an interview or like do the podcast introductions and stuff, and I'll just talk them into my recorder as a practice. And I'm like, I hope no one. Like when I die, I told my girlfriend, I was like, if anything ever happens to me, just delete the app. Just, just forget about it. Throw the phone, <laughs> in the phone, and throw it in the fire. Yeah, delete my iCloud. I don't want any yeah. of those getting out there. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when 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 you get an idea for a song and it's like oh. You're singing in a, a rhythm, and you're just like yeah, you got that melody, you're like in your head. and you just like you, you you kind of you kind of piss off to an area, and you like <laughs> sing the guitar line into the phone. You're like, okay, so basically the bass is gonna come in, to like get out, get out, and then the drums are gonna come in, kind of like a triplet, feel like and then and the guitar gets and the and it's like basically if if that song came to fruition, it would sound like a like a really awful freight train. Accident. Well, but here's the hot tip: just don't charge your phone on someone's laptop. Because <laughs> yeah. this has happened to someone I know. I don't. I can't even bring yeah, it up. No. Yeah, just their yeah. This exact all, all your files. Yeah, yep. leak out. Oh, it's, it's but so yeah, it's one of those things where it's like. <laughs> Again, sometimes I find it like I'll have been like kind of drinking when I'm doing that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, exactly. I don't listen. I'm like, I don't even know what note I was thinking that was going to be. When I'm singing into my phone is totally out. You're just making a noise. Yeah. Or you or you introduced it to yourself. You're like, so this is an idea for, and you're like, oh god. Yeah. What oh, was I doing? God. <laughs> it's making me. It's giving me uh, shudders thinking about it. like going <laughs> to my phone and doing that shit. No, I've I've definitely woken up to like article ideas. I'll be like, all right, five. Of these things, and I'm like, but who was who? What was the conversation that preceded this? Why is this a thing? Why is that an idea? <laughs> <laughs> so what's the uh, as far as people keeping up with you guys? Where do you post the most stuff for people to kind of keep up with everything? I would say probably Instagram. Um, that's the new norm that I hear the most. Like yeah, the that's way. that seems like the most reactive. The big story audience. mode people. Is that what you guys do? We do some stories. That, I mean, you have to know us to enjoy them. I mean, <laughs> and that, I feel like that might be a problem. No. But um, now you're in the know if you get it. That's yeah, that's yeah. The, it's pretty ridiculous. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we're all pretty weird guys, so it's like. Yeah, I, like Dan said, I guess, it, it, I think it's cool because it is a snapshot into getting to hang out with us a little bit. But I always wonder, like, what I want to post, I want to I wanna see the unfollow versus follow ratio. Because <laughs> it's, like, like, we're big Tim and Eric fans. Oh, yeah. And, like, 
bizarre absurdity, you know. Mm. Um, that's what we, really cracks us. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Well, that's good. So Instagram is it just at Royal Tusk? At Royal Tusk Music. Yeah. music. Twitter, you got us at, at Royal Tusk. And that's good. The only thing I use Twitter for, I mean, I repost all sorts of stuff, um, but is to yell at fast food restaurants. And okay. I love it, man. It's so fun. Like, because do you ever, you spend your money somewhere, and I get it, it's fast food, but sometimes you just feel offended that they're <laughs> serving that as food. Yeah, and that you actually took time out of your day to sit down and give them money, and <laughs> what they've given you is a pile of dog shit. Yeah, like I tweeted at, at Thai Express, I was like, hey, at Thai Express, I think I need need a new box because someone puked in mine. <laughs> he took Love a photo it. of his of his food. And then sometimes I get back to you, like I tweeted at Olive Garden. I'm like, Olive Garden smells like if cheese was a bodily fluid. <laughs> oh, and they wrote, they're like, hmm, this doesn't sound right. And I was like, no kidding. <laughs> was not a compliment. Good job, good job, unpaid intern. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, the food like like a. I'm like probably about a week ago. I've been like I'm think I'm getting to that point where fast food is absolutely repelling. It's disgusting because it's not only that, but they they're usually so dirty on the inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know when stink. you're on tour, you get paranoid about getting sick. Yeah, yeah. you know. So especially it's like, this time of year, you're like. Well, totally. so yeah. Now it's like I'm like finally going like okay. So there's certain places I'll do breakfast. You know, coffee, sure. Yeah. You know, but now I'm like waiting to get into the towns and. Mm-hmm. Going to eat normal. We're big Jimmy John's fans. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's Jimmy one. John's I don't fuck. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Safe bet across yeah. the board. Yeah, not <laughs> in Canada. I tweet them too. I'm like, please open in Canada. I'm, like, I'm serious. <laughs> just open again. I'm a big fan. Firehouse and subs. Firehouse subs. Firehouse we tweeted them, and they uh, they send us a bunch of. They're like, we sent you something. It's like, well, you're not in Canada, so I have all these. We have all these free subs waiting at home. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I thank you guys for taking the time to talk to me today. Well, thank you for having us, man. I that like talking blast. about non-promotional stuff, even though you guys have a lot going on right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you get I mean, us going. like to shoot the ship. Yeah, exactly. Get us going. We can shoot the ship. Well, you, you have such a good team at Entertainment One because Bill is Bill's really good at following up with stuff, but he's he's such a passionate guy about you. Like, we, I, I reached out about doing the interview because you guys were doing phoners, I think, probably right when you came to L.A. initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did that horrendous... Um, decathlon of phoners or it's just like one after another after another after another yeah, and I was yeah. like I'll talk to them in person in like a month if that's cool that's sick and yeah. he followed up and he was like that's fine and then yesterday he sent me this like long promotional email and I was already on board but he was still selling me it was like why well, you should give a damn and I was like we're talking tomorrow like <laughs> I think I'm already interested you're like I do give a damn I'm going it's like uh, someone on a date texting you in advance like just so you know I am pretty like it's <laughs> you, you won't be you won't be disappointed yeah, you won't be disappointed thank you for considering this it was and, so random Bill is also he's hilarious he is he's He's really good. I've yeah. ordered him for a long time, but he's real passionate about you guys. So oh, he's a, he's a great dude. Yeah, and you know that's the thing. We they, I think I think Elon's crazy because they signed <laughs> us with OEN, with seeing us live. Yeah, and then we went to New York and we were scared as shit. Like we better put on the show of life. <laughs> yeah. And based on their like probably twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollar bar tab, I think yeah. they were happy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You gotta be a little crazy to work in this industry. There was a guy. They're, cool, they're the coolest dudes. Man. Yeah, the, we, we we we're we're really fortunate to have a fucking dynamite team, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was gonna say without seeing us before too. How about that uh, dude in in Cincinnati? He showed up to our show and he had a royal tusk tattoo, and I was like, <laughs> man, like you've never even seen us live. Like, what if we suck shit? 
god. You got the tattoo before you it makes knew. Makes me nervous. Like, oh, I was like, yeah, yeah just like, <laughs> residual. Like, <laughs> just like, oh. I, like in my head, I was like so baffled. I'm like, dude, you have fucking big brass balls to do that. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so people have more confidence in you than you have in yourself. You're like, what yeah. do you? What is this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, we kick ass, but like, yeah. it's, like, it's like, dude, you gotta wait to see to see us. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> please, yeah, please don't put this on me right now. I have to. I still have to perform now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so. I don't. I mean, I have. I, I'm guilty of band tattoos, so I, I get that. But yeah, that is. No, no. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, and that's cool. Do you I mean, band yeah. I'm trying to think if I actually do. I don't, I don't think, think do. I do. I, I have a bunch of. Oh yeah, you do. Your first band. Oh yeah, nah, I, I mean, have that. Yeah, but that's that's a different. Yeah, that's definitely just like remember where you came from. Kind I of. have a dinosaur that's wearing a Scotty and had like uh, anthrax. Yeah, it's kind of anthrax. But it's all. It's also that? more of a. It's also more of a Mad Magazine. And that one's kind of a Ramones. Yeah, I got the. the, the oh, yeah. There. I see. Yeah, I kept seeing the wire. I was like, what's going on over here? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess to some degree, but. You also have a Mad Magazine. Yeah. Or, Pobody's Nerfect. Yeah, hippo. The, yeah, I got it on, on my tummy. Oh He's, wow! Sandy kind of looks like like a like a like a a GIF message board. <laughs> yeah, they're all like patchy, so it looks like <laughs> look like I went to prison. They're all cartoony. Like a customize your player screen. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, if someone's like, "Oh, what's the meaning behind this?" I'm like, "I don't know." I had a fun day. Yeah, I had a great day, and I was trying to remember. It, and then I got it done, and I thought the joke wasn't funny. Like this, oh, this stupid one. one. Pie. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See? I know, and then I was like, that's cool. I'm like, is it? I don't think it is. is it? Yeah. I'm kind of sick of it already. <laughs> I love that one. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what, what band tattoo do you have? Um, <laughs> I actually, um, I have one for this band called The Wonder Years on One Foot. Oh, sick. Oh, yeah. It's just a lyric, and then I, I actually have a Simpsons tattoo, so oh, I nice. band into that level. Well, so when everyone was like, cancel out poo, I was like, I'll just keep wearing shoes for a while until like, this Simpsons thing blows over. But what, I have a, Which Simpsons? Uh, it's not. It's actually the stonecutter symbol, the secret cult that Homer joined. Oh, which is kind of like the, the joke on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the hammer, and it's yeah. done as a superhero grail. Oh, on, on cool. My other foot, that's super Sick, cool. man. It's kind of like the Captain America shield with that. So at least it's a rare reference. So like, if you get it. You get Shattered it. Why you're looking at my feet? But secondly, <laughs> I, I also, I, I also, you're a hardcore fan. No, I'm like, oh, okay, you're legit. You remember this random episode from season six? Also, these are some pretty banging Nikes. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's my new obsession. I moved on. Like, uh, someone got me into shoes. Now I just wear. Yeah, I'm super jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate this. This is fun. Yeah, Thank man. I, I, yeah, I did. I did. Um, I did a thing with the Dropkicks yesterday, and they were fun to talk to. I used to live in Boston, so we would do like I get into the accents. You guys don't have accents, which I appreciate because if I talk to someone with one, by the end of twenty minutes, I start. I, mean, I realize I'm, I think I'm parodying them in some small way. <laughs> like, I'm starting to be like fucking this, fucking. <laughs> you, you're, you're afraid they're gonna get pissed. At you. Yeah, I'm like, do they realize? Do they think I'm making fun of? Them? I didn't have this when I walked into the room. <laughs> now all of a sudden, I'm dropping all my A's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah, I can't stop. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. You, you guys don't say boots or anything. You guys don't no, have stereotypes. Uh, yeah, we get we get made fun of for saying it, but this is a boot. Yeah, uh, yeah. You guys don't say uh, <laughs> hosers or anything like that. So far, well, I'll call someone a hoser, but okay. it's it's, it's in a direct reference to being a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll use it, but only in the right context. Yeah, like, I, yeah, like he like he's a hoser. Yeah, <laughs> I love that insult. I think it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is a good one. Have you ever seen um, Fubar? Yeah, yeah. It, like that's that was filmed like three hours from where we live. Yeah, so okay. That's that's like the. It actually influenced us growing up. We were like, this is cool. <laughs> but it's like we all grew up and like you know whether or not we were like that. We all knew someone like that. Is yeah. 
Someone has an uncle. Yeah. Or someone's dad's friend. Yeah. Mm. Exactly like that. See, that was that was Detroit Rock City around here. Oh, oh sick. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. a great movie. It's a great movie. And I love Kiss. Yeah, but everyone is one of those characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>